Hello and welcome to another episode of the Astronomy Podcast. I'm your host, Astronomy Guru, and today's topic is the life cycle of a star, part two. Today we are going to talk about the formation of black holes and neutron stars. Yesterday, I was taking a walk along the shores of Bay of Bengal, the sea which washes the east coast of India. For centuries, it has been host to important trade routes and offers natural harbors. When I picked up the coarse sand in my palm, I realized that it must have taken an unimaginable number of water molecules to break down the mountains and billions of hours for the sand to be transported here. Contrary to the cold and empty space we are used to today, the cosmos was a hot soup of matter. It took it millions of years to cool down before the first protostars could form. Matter was in surplus and stars were going on and off pretty often. The first generation of stars accumulated too much matter, an amount which they couldn't handle in any subtle manner and the outer layers were too loosely held. There would be frequent explosions leading to star quakes and storms. Deep in the belly of the star, intense action made a complex core. Imagine an onion cut right along the axis. This will reveal the concentric layers. Like any other star, large stars also fuse hydrogen atoms into helium to give off energy. Because they have more mass, which in turn generates higher pressure, they are able to fuse the helium further into carbon. Carbon further fuses into oxygen, which fuses into neon, further into magnesium, into silicon, and at last it fuses into iron. Apart from this, some other elements lighter than iron are also produced in smaller amounts. Iron forms the deepest layer of the core and all other elements surround it, layer by layer, hydrogen being the outermost layer. The star forms a super red giant star, a star much bigger than a red giant due to the mass difference. They also run out of fuel earlier due to the higher pressure in the core as a result of their higher mass. As soon as the star starts producing iron, the core begins to cool down. This is because on being formed, iron absorbs energy instead of releasing energy. When the iron core attains significant mass, in less than a second, the star collapses into a planet-sized object. This is called core collapse. Atoms lose their structure as the electrons are captured by the nucleus. Imagine an 18-hole golf course crunching into a golf ball. All of this happens in a fraction of a second. To fill in the sudden void, all the outer layers of the star begin to move in at a very rapid pace. As they hit the impenetrable core, they bounce off the surface and travel close to the speed of light. They crash into each other and at these speeds they form new atoms which can never be formed inside a star. This is called a supernova reaction. For a supernova reaction to occur, the core of the star should be much heavier than what the sun is right now. As temperatures reach billions of degrees, the reaction gives off more energy than the sun will ever give in its entire lifetime. 
Supernovae generally outshine the galaxy in which they are contained and can be so bright that we can see them even during the daytime. Such an instance was recorded by native Central Americans and Chinese astronomers about a thousand years ago. It was as bright as a crescent moon and could be seen for several days together. The remnant is known as the Crab Nebula and is found in the Taurus constellation. If this star was as close as the Sun is to us, it would have totally annihilated the solar system and there would have been absolutely no trace of it. That is the power of a supernova. For comparison's sakes, let's say the current mass of the Sun is 1. For a red giant supernova, the core must be at least 1.4 or more. This means that the overall star has to be much larger than the Sun. This number was discovered by an Indian scientist called Subramaniam Chandrasekhar, for which he got a Nobel Prize later. This number is now known as the Chandrasekhar limit. Current calculations suggest that between 1.5 to 3 times the mass of the Sun, the core of the star forms a neutron star and anything higher than that will form a black hole. This is known as the tormann oppenheimer valkov equation or in short, the TOV limit. The most massive neutron star to be found till now has a mass which is 1.97 times the Sun. If it wasn't for these stars which gave their lives away, the Sun wouldn't have gathered enough elements around it to form planets. Earth would have never been there and there would have been no life in the solar system. The calcium in our bones, the iron in our hemoglobin, the nitrogen in proteins we eat, the carbon and oxygen in the sugar and everything else that we see around us is because the stars before the sun exploded and left behind an assortment of elements for nature to play with. So basically, we're all made of stars. Take a moment to let that settle in. In the next episode, we will discuss about neutron stars in detail. If you have any questions, comments or feedback, you can write to me at astronomyguru at live.com. You can also drop in a question on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and Pinterest. My account name is astronomyguru. I look forward to hear from all of you. Do like, share and subscribe. You were listening to the Astronomy Podcast. Take care.